out a method that works for you until you can do it yourself. And if you need help, if you need encouragement, if you need direction, if you need motivation, if you need a guiding hand, ask for help. Welcome to Living a Budget. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I'm a financial and career coach at Saber Street. This podcast is for people who are hungry to get to financial independence and retiring early, which means getting out of debt, saving like it's second nature, and setting up your life to pay it forward. Living a budget is about so much more than just budgeting. We tackle the hard topics, all with the goal to have as much fun as possible while getting to financial independence and retiring early, whatever that looks like for you. I firmly believe you can have fun while getting to financial independence because I've done it myself and I know you can too. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to Living a Budget episode one, getting started fear and desire. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I'm a financial and career coach. And I just want to tell you, I coach a lot of people around their budgets, around their money, earning more, saving more. I coach them through mostly going from fear to desire and letting their motivations change as they come into this journey. It's not easy for people to change from running from something to running toward something. But I'll tell you, it's a fundamental shift in how you see your life, how you see your money, how you see almost everything you do that will change your future trajectory. Let me explain that. Susan came to me embarrassed about her situation. She, she was a single woman, no children in her mid fifties with nothing in her retirement accounts. I mean, like nothing. She had cashed out her 401k multiple times to pay off debt. And at this point, when we were talking, she had six figures of student loan debt. I mean, over $300,000 of student loan debt, no assets except for her car, which still had payments a credit score of around 500 and around $80,000 of credit card debt. She was buried in this debt and she was at a point where I don't know if you've seen anyone who's going through amygdala hijacking, right? Or their fight or flight or freeze response, but she'd gotten through the freeze response. She was in full flight response and she knew she needed to turn that into fight. She was a month behind on rent didn't know what to do next. And she knew, weirdly enough, I think she had looked this up. She knew she wouldn't qualify for bankruptcy because she made over $110,000 a year and was getting overtime and and bringing in close to $160,000 a year. Now, how does somebody with that kind of salary get into this much debt? That's a question she knew people were, would ask if, if they knew about her life, if they knew about her debt and her financial situation. She had just signed for another year on her apartment lease of $3,500 a month because her desire was to look successful. And she was, she said she was getting older. I mean, she had a, a million justifications. But her desire was to live out a successful life. And her fear was that people would recognize and realize the hole that she was in. 
she came to me afraid. She came to me afraid this was going to be her life for the rest of her life. She came to me embarrassed, ashamed, and crying. Oftentimes, you know, people come to me uh, crying a little bit, but she was crying a lot. And she, she was crying because she had worked so hard and her parents expected her to be successful. She had all these family expectations, brothers, sisters. She had nieces and nephews. She gave lots of gifts to her nieces and nephews. She, she was that single aunt who made a lot of money and, and people expected her to be generous because she always had been. She managed budgets at work, but couldn't manage her own budget. Can you imagine the shame in that? I don't think you need to imagine it. I mean, just look around and you'll see it in people's faces. You'll see it in people's hearts when, when, or if you ever talk about money, you'll see it, you know, it, it, for her, she was asking herself, why couldn't she manage her budget at home? It was just her. She was just providing for herself. She knew she was the problem and she couldn't figure out what to do. So Susan thought she was missing a piece of information and to a certain degree she was, but she didn't know that we're all of us are fear or desire driven. She was afraid of failure and she wanted success. See the two sides of that coin, right? We're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into fear and desire. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I got this idea from the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I'm not a super fan of that book, but it has some great con concepts in it that can help you. It's not the only way to make money and get ahead, but it, it has some concepts that are helpful. This is one of them, fear and desire driving all of our behaviors, our actions, everything that we do. What Susan didn't know is that we are all as people we're all fear or desire driven. Almost everything that we do, almost everything. She was afraid of failure. She wanted to look successful. And let's dive into that. It gets a lot deeper. So let's get into that. There's kind of the seesaw between fear-based actions and desire-based actions. All right, let's go into that. Fear-based actions have you running from something the saber-toothed tiger that's coming up behind you. Your fear is a good thing to have. Fear is a good thing to have. It helps you get away from dangers. It helps you, motivates you to run like your life is depending on it. It helps you get away from those things that will hurt you. You run and run and run, and the direction doesn't matter because you're just trying to get away from that thing, right? The thing that you're afraid of. You need to stay far away from it. And the reason you're staying far away from it is to protect you and to protect your loved ones, your family. When you're running from something that you're afraid of, like a tiger, I was just at the zoo and I saw this giant tiger and it, it was, it's a lot bigger than you think. If you haven't seen a tiger, they're huge. They're enormous. They could probably kill you with one hit. So running from a saber-toothed tiger, I mean, that is super ingrained in us as humans. That is written in our DNA. When we're running from something, we run hard like our life is depending on it. And there's this weird psychological phenomenon that happens when you're running from something that you're terrified of. You get this tunnel vision and you can't really see from side to side. You can only see ahead of you and, and you just kind of hope that you're going in the right direction. 
All you can feel is that terror. It's a thing that we all do. You know, you keep yourself tense. You are focused on just keeping yourself alive because that's the only way to survive. So that's that's fear-based actions, right? That That is when you are reacting to something that you're afraid of that is very close to where you are now. And let me tell you, there is nothing wrong with that when you're running from something scary. It's okay to have some fear-based actions. The problem is when you have too many of them or when it is how you live your whole life or when you're running from something and you're not seeing where you're going. I've coached women who were in survival mode, getting away from uh, terrible relationships who, you know, they got therapy, they got coaching from me and they started looking up to see where they were running to. So let me give you the other side of that coin. They were running from something and they needed someone else to help them. This is not an ad. I'm just telling you how that worked. They needed somebody else to tell them or help them see where they were running toward because they had this psychological phenomenon of tunnel vision. Desire-based actions have you running as well. You know, you're still running, but you're running towards something that you want. You know, that Michelangelo painting of when God is reaching down to man and man is just kind of lounging and like half-heartedly putting their finger up and like, maybe they'll reach toward God, but only if it requires little effort. That is not what I'm talking about. When you have desire-based actions, you're running towards something that you want. It has you running, reaching for a future or a thing that you so desperately want to have. For some couples, it's children, right? They really want children. And if you're in that position, you know that intense desire, really wanting children. So some couples, we have worked to afford IVF or adoption. For some people, it's taking care of their parents, their children, or or being free to spend money the, the way that they want to instead of buying their groceries from a place they don't actually like because it's the only place they can afford. Can you imagine having the freedom to be able to buy everything locally, to be able to support your local economy, to stop funding Jeff Bezos's uh, space expeditions? Can you imagine having that freedom? Because that's a desire that is so ingrained in some people that they will do anything to get away from their their debt-driven life and into a desire-driven life. There is a future that you can have where we can help our neighbors without really having to think about whether we actually can afford it or not. Group Financial Coaching is a group that's getting out of debt together. We celebrate wins, keep each other accountable, and tackle the hard life questions that come up. If you wish you had a group of like-minded people to lean on and learn from, join us in Group Financial Coaching. We're here to help you get to financial independence and have fun on the journey. Learn more at saverstreet.com slash group financial coaching. That is a future worth reaching for. And that's a future a lot of people are reaching for, but they don't think that they can get. It's only when you know that you can get it, that you reach hard. 
She wanted the relief. Yeah, she was running from her debt. She was running from the fear of not being able to afford something if if anything were to happen to her. But she was running toward confidence in her future. She was running toward a plan that she could follow so that she could have a dignified retirement with a little bit of travel, seeing friends and family, no money worries. She wanted the safety and security. That's what she was reaching for at that moment that we first spoke. She was reaching for the safety and security. And later on, we defined that a little bit more. She wanted to feel accomplished and be proud of what her work produced. She wanted time to be creative and play her instruments again, to play without worrying about how to pay for it, okay? She wanted to have free time to do what fed her soul instead of free time just to feel bad about not being productive and not making money to pay off her debts. Do you see the difference there? She learned that she needed to go in a certain direction instead of just running blindly from that thing, that debt that was pursuing her, trying to run away from it. So I just want to tell you, Susan is all of us. We toggle between running from what we're afraid of to reaching for what we want. We need to understand that about ourselves and and work with it. We need to understand that truth. So when it comes to your budget, and I I heard you cringe as you were listening right now. I said that bad B word, budget. When it comes to your money, you need to refocus from fear to opportunity. You need to have a future that's worth working really, really hard for. Because this journey takes hard work. It's early mornings or late nights, usually not both. You know, you need to stay healthy. It's time away from family and friends, especially if you're digging out from a mountain of debt. But your future is your security, your desires. They are worth it. You are worth more than you know. You shouldn't be worried about money. Now, I hear you. I've worked with enough people. I've heard, how can I go from running away to running toward? I am behind on my bills. I haven't paid last month's rent. I have this bill that's upcoming and I don't know how I'm going to pay it. How can I do this? There's no magic here. The only way to change your mindset and go from behind on bills to affording the life that you deserve is to plan and follow through with that plan. Easier said than done though, right? Some people can do it on their own. Others need help and there's nothing wrong with needing help. Let me tell you a story. My kids, like all kids, they struggle when, you know, there's no instruction, there's no encouragement, there's no guiding hand. I mean, you can see a kid struggle. They get frustrated, they cry, there are tears. Well, my daughter, who is six years old now, she just learned how to put her hair up. At six years old, she, she, we decided it was time for her to learn how to put her hair in a ponytail. Her hands are small. I wasn't sure she could actually do it. And we tried one technique, you know, the, the flip your head over and gather all your hair and put it in a ponytail technique. Major fail. Major fail. Didn't work. She cried. She asked me to do it for her. She stomped her feet. I mean, I, she was convinced that she can do it. I wasn't sure if she actually could because her hands really are that small. Okay. Her hands are pretty small. Well, 
She thought she started thinking that I was unjust for asking her to do it. And after a few minutes, you know, I'm, I'm stand, I'm sitting there next to her, encouraging her, just keep going. You've, you know, just take your hair. And I was like showing her how to do it, right? Take your hair in your two hands and just get it all in one place and put your ponytail around it. So showing her how to do it over and over and over again with her head hanging upside down. And it was just so difficult for her, her tiny little hands. So, you know, after a while, we tried a different technique that wasn't working. So we tried something else and budgeting has lots of different techniques. We tried that different technique. We made it a little bit less difficult, a little bit less disorienting and just had her stand up straight, gather her hair and the, and the back of her neck and put her ponytail in. And I'll tell you what, that was easier. She got it. It wasn't perfect, but she was proud of herself. And a few hours later, you know, I thought like, maybe, maybe I'll do it for her since she already knows how to do it now, but it wasn't perfect. I resisted. I didn't do it for her because she was proud of herself. And I wanted her to carry that with her, that feeling of accomplishment, that, that proud moment. And a few hours later, she did it again. And it was a much better ponytail. I'm telling you that story because there are things that you haven't done before, or maybe you tried, but it was the wrong technique. And budgeting is usually one of them. I think it's something like 80% of Americans don't budget at all. And that's only adults who make their own money, right? So I'm not counting children in that statistic. At least 80% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And that should not be the case. You should be able to go from paycheck to paycheck, like I was at one point, paycheck to paycheck to being able to afford your life for six months if something were to happen to you. It's not that hard. A lot of people get there. And it doesn't help that I just said it's not that hard, does it? Figure out a method that works for you until you can do it yourself. And if you need help, if you need encouragement, if you need direction, if you need motivation, if you need a guiding hand, ask for help. We're the same way as my six-year-old daughter who could not put her hair up in a ponytail until she found the technique that worked for her. And the only way she could find that technique was when somebody else was guiding her along the way and not doing it for her. That's all coaching is. It's just guiding you along the way and not doing it for you. Well, that's kind of instruction. Coaching is a little bit more. It's also mindset shift and and like helping you, talking you through different things and helping you come to your own conclusion anyway. So let me just say, bottom line here, when you're running from something you're afraid of, we're back to that. It takes your focus away from looking to see where you're running toward. All you can see is the danger when you're running from something you're afraid of, whether that's a late bill, whether that's a bad credit score, whether that is running from your student loan debt that's in deferment right now, whether it is, you know, whatever it is, when you're running from it, all you can see is the danger and tunnel vision just a little bit ahead of you because that's natural. That is your body taking care of you. You have to look up. Make a plan to figure out where you're running toward and then go where you want to go and get help if you need it. There is no shame in that, but you need to change from running from something that you're afraid of 
to running towards something that you want. It will make all the difference, all the difference. If you can run toward that next financial goal that you want, every day will be better than the next. Not every day, you know, stuff happens and it's awful, but you know, it's, it's so much easier to get ahead financially when you're running towards something that you want. So make that change, make your next financial goal, make it something you really, truly want, and you'll start getting ahead. You can't forget about that saber tooth tiger, but you can realize that you're running toward, you know, the, the three little pigs house of, of bricks, house of stone. I'm mixing all my metaphors here. Forgive me. But if you know that you're running toward something that you really, truly want, it will make all the difference. Make your plan, be proud of your imperfect action and get closer to where you really want to be. I'm here for you. Make your vision, know where you're going, and I will champion you along the way. This has been Living a Budget, episode one. I hope it helped. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living a Budget. I'm glad you're here. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate our podcast on iTunes or whatever you're using to listen. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at saver.street. And if you need help with your personal finances, feel free to book a complimentary consultation at saverstreet.com. We'll help you find what you need in your journey to financial independence. I'll see you in the next episode.